you can get a basic e-commerce platform. It doesn't give you any like storefront, but you can sell using links on social media. So you could link to a product and not have a storefront, but you still have the checkout experience on Shopify. We're already seeing this happen. And they predict that live and visual shopping is expected to grow as well. And I'm thinking like, imagine QVC and Instagram live had a baby. And that is how <laughs> that is how we are selling online in the future. So the big question for a lot of us is what can we do now? And what are we supposed to do in order to continue growing our business? You're listening to Product Powerhouse, a podcast to inspire and empower you while you build a powerful product-based business that fuels your passion and feeds your family. I'm your host, Erin Alexander. I run an e-commerce web design agency that helps shop owners build, grow, and scale. This podcast is all about actionable strategies specifically for your product-based business. So friend, grab a nice coffee and let's chat because DIYing your business doesn't mean you have to do it alone. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Product Powerhouse podcast. How are you doing today? I am so excited for today's episode. Today, we're talking about the future of e-commerce and what predictions there are for what e-commerce will look like in the future. And I think that this is kind of a hard topic for entrepreneurs and handmade business owners and small business owners because we struggle a little bit with getting out of the day-to-day. I know that's something that I struggle with big time. But there is some really cool data out there that can help us with exploring some of this and making predictions and, you know, trying to preview what's to come. So I think this will be a really fun conversation. I also want to drop a little hint. Next month in September 2022, we are hosting an online event for handmade business owners. You are not going to want to miss it. The doors are not open yet. But I just wanted to put it out there, like let you know it's coming. If you are not on the Product Powerhouse email list, that's going to be your first stop. We will be letting everyone know there first. So if you want to go to productpowerhouse.co to get signed up, you can do that right on our homepage. And that's all I'm going to tell you for now. Stay tuned because next week we will have all the information. The doors are officially opening for our event next week. But I just kind of wanted to drop that hint out there today. So let's dive into today's episode, right? As a business owner, especially a handmade business, a product-based business, and a small business, it's really hard to think about the future. And of course, we try, right? We create plans, we launch new things, we create different strategies and ideas and campaigns. And we try to be thinking in the future. But in terms of the larger picture, entrepreneurs can struggle with nearsightedness. And really, that's because we do have so much to juggle every day. We have to work so hard to keep our business alive just for the next year. It's almost impossible to think for a second, how will we keep our business going beyond that, right? In the long run. And I'm curious, if you sat down and thought about it, like when is the last time you carved out some time to work or to research the future of e-commerce? Like what's the future of online selling look like? What's the future of marketing with your Shopify store or preparing your business for the long term? For a lot of us, myself included, we're like, uh, yeah, never, right? So in today's episode, we're going to really think about the future 
of e-commerce and the trends that I'm seeing in ways your business can be ready for some of these things and resources to help you stay informed. I'm excited. (laughs) There's a lot of really cool data. I don't know. I think I might've said that already, but there's a lot of really cool data out there that gives us some insight into our best predictions for the future. Every year, Shopify creates a report on the sales, like what happened last year, what they're expecting. And so a lot of these predictions are coming from that. But, you know, of course, I've interpreted them my own way. And we're going to talk about 10 things you can expect for the future and how to ready your business. So according to the Shopify report from 2022, the global e-commerce sales are expected to grow to $6 trillion by 2024. That's only two years away, like a year and a half, actually. And then they will double by the following year. That's like mind-blowing. I can't even like wrap my brain around $6 trillion in the first place. So $12 trillion is just like, uh, what? <laughs> so over the course of, you know, the lifespan of the internet, development into digital e-commerce has always been steadily growing, but the pandemic fast-tracked that process and was really the catalyst for thousands and thousands of new businesses. So here's a cool data point for perspective. In 2014, e-commerce sales totaled about $304 billion. And in 2021, that number grew to $870 billion. By 2025, it will grow into the trillions at over $7 trillion. All that to say is e-commerce is going nowhere. People are just going to be buying online more and more. So if we look at this, what trends are we currently facing in the e-commerce space? Here are three that Shopify has highlighted as major trends to watch going forward. So number one, it'll keep getting more expensive to acquire new customers because more competition will be fighting for everyone's attention so it can get tougher to connect with new customers using traditional methods. And I'm sure you've seen this. Brands are already having to up their advertising spend to see the same amount or even less traffic than before. And this is because people are tired of ads and there's already more competition. The second point is humanization, not just customization. So the brands that grow into the future will be the ones prioritizing core values that connect with their ideal clients as humans and creating communities around their brand and focusing on transparency and authenticity. That is something we are seeing now. Like people want to spend their dollars with brands that they connect with through their core values and like at the heart of what the business owner is about. And lastly, Shopify expects a rise in social selling, which just means shopping done through social media platforms, right? And successful brands will embrace and get creative with new platforms and features, eagerly looking for ways to engage and connect with their communities. And I mean, we're seeing this already, right? especially like with the rise of TikTok over the last two years, Shopify created a new plan called the Shopify Starter Plan for $5 a month. You can get a basic e-commerce platform. It doesn't give you any like storefront, but you can sell using links on social media. So you could link to a product and not have a storefront, but you still have the checkout experience on Shopify. We're already seeing this happen. 
And they predict that live and visual shopping is expected to grow as well. And I'm thinking like, imagine QVC and Instagram live had a baby. And that is how <laughs> that is how we are selling online in the future. So the big question for a lot of us is what can we do now? And what are we supposed to do in order to continue growing our business? The biggest one, number one, is build and nurture relationships to cultivate community. So anything you're doing online, you have to focus on your audience and, you know, researching what they care about and what matters to them and doing that market research. And we've talked about this in recent episodes where we talked about like how to get more clear with your messaging through doing some market research and some audience research. Another big piece of that is understanding and digging into your core values and what causes and movements and values you want to uphold and use your brand to support. Because those are the things that are going to connect you with this audience on that core level. You're going to want to clearly define the purpose and the vision and the mission behind your community, but also your brand. Why should people consider themselves a part of your brand's community? Like, why should they align with you? You're going to have to be really crystal clear about telling them these reasons through your brand messaging. And then you're going to want to create things like events and traditions that cultivate that experience for your community. And then you can also create rich, exclusive, and gated content. And some influencers are doing this already by sharing exclusive content with their close friends on Instagram. I've also seen this with influencers who have a really low price point Patreon community and they're supplementing their content through Patreon and you pay like four or five dollars a month. I mean, it's very low priced to create this exclusive community and how that would work with your business is going to, you know, be something that you figure out moving forward and you can be really creative with it. You know, exclusive access through people who've signed up for your email list is another great way, is one great way, I should say, of kind of doing this as well. Another core piece of this that we need to focus on right now is lean into social selling. I know I've seen a lot of people complaining about having to be content creators or having to do this or that, please the algorithm or, you know, whatever. And this big piece of me, like, don't take this personal because I don't mean it like individually. Like I just kind of roll my eyes because as a business owner, what keeps you alive is being willing to change and adapt your business to fit whatever the market's wanting. The truth is that if the market wasn't saying, yes, we want this type of content, then they wouldn't be making these changes. So yeah, I get that it's frustrating that Instagram is all video now, but also like people are watching them. So that's the key right there. But some other things you could do are like host product demonstrations or live selling events. During the pandemic, live events were a really big hit. And I do think at this point, maybe people are starting to get burnt out on them. So you're going to have to be creative in the ways you take these live events and use them for your own business, but they're not going anywhere. You can also find a platform that you really like and go all in as much as you can. If you really do love being on Instagram, start using Instagram's features, you know, Instagram Live and and Reels and use those and experiment with those as they roll out new features. That's going to help your business adapt in the moment to these new changes that are coming to social media. And of course, you don't have to use every platform. I really believe that. But the platform 
that you do use, you want to be willing to try new things, okay? You might have to play around to find the platform that is best for your business and you and your community. I'm not saying create reels just because your community is demanding them. If that doesn't work for you, then maybe Instagram's not the platform where your business is going to thrive. Be willing to look at it objectively to make a decision. Another thing for social selling is learning to prioritize partnerships and collaborations. And I love to talk about this, you know, like you hear me talk about collaborations all the time. Collaborations are the fastest way to grow your business. And you can have so much fun partnering and connecting with other shop owners and influencers, other business owners. It doesn't matter what you do. There are so many ways to collaborate. We've done an episode on that also. So if collaborations are something you want to do, definitely check out how to grow your business with collaborations episode. The next thing we can do as a small business owner right now to, you know, lean into the future of e-commerce is prioritizing your brand and investing in your brand. Studies have shown that strong brands gain more customers organically and have stronger brand loyalty and can more successfully raise their rates. There's a really great article from Investopedia that talks about what impact brand equity can have on profit. And that's like how valuable your brand is, you know, behind the scenes. And a lot of times people think that this means their logo and their color palette. But really what we're talking about is like the core messaging and the strategy and the heart behind your brand and really aligning that with what you're saying your messaging is and getting that spot on is going to give you the best foundation and customer experience. So investing in your brand is going to be key. Prioritizing things like SEO and organic reach so that you can connect with your ideal audience without having to pay as much for ads to reach those new customers. So like search isn't going anywhere. It will always be there. People will always be Googling. The way they Google has changed. You know, now we do voice Googling and things like that. But prioritizing SEO and organic search is going to be a long-term reward for time spent now. And then also you want to monitor what you're doing. So monitor your analytics, focus on the data to stay on top of the ways your customers are engaging with your brand right now and your content right now on your site and using analytics as like performance markers and like seeing what's working and you know going all in on that and maybe dropping things that aren't working. I feel like this was really heavy. It was a lot. So I don't want you to feel overwhelmed. I think that as a business owner, it's really important to stay curious and stay willing to learn and not necessarily worry, but just be open to what's coming and kind of always have that in the back of your mind. And maybe you sit down and plan a day, you know, next quarter where you really focus on like, what does the future look like in your business? What does it look like in 10 years? What are you doing? And you may not be able to predict your day to day, but you will be able to predict who you're connecting with, what values you are prioritizing. Yeah, it's really hard to predict the day to day, but even just trying to come up with some kind of vision is going to help you in the long run. Okay, so resources to help you stay in the know and keep an eye on the future of e-commerce. Get a library card. I am obsessed with a library. If you, I don't know, I post on stories all the time that I go to the library like once or twice a week. 
There are tons of business books coming out every single day that you can read and can learn from and take the things that seem important to you right now and keep those in the back of your mind or write them down as things that you want to pursue in the future. LinkedIn Learning is another great place for getting new and up-to-date information. Of course, utilize Google's resources and reports because they are always putting out information about what they're doing and trends they see. And of course, Shopify's resources and reports. If you are not getting Shopify's email updates, I would sign up for those because they send out some really great information to all business owners. And you can, you know, read what's important and forget the rest. And we do have a link to that on our blog post, but they have a learn. So it's called Shopify Learn, and it just has tons of courses and content for learning about e-commerce. And uh, it's just fantastic. They provide a lot of great resources. And lastly, I would say, don't forget to stay curious. I love that phrase, like stay curious, stay willing to learn and adapt. And that is really what's going to be the thing that helps you stay in the business in the long run. I feel like today's episode was a little bit heavy and you guys have listened to the podcast before. You know, I'm maybe a little bit silly, but this is such important information. And I have been having these conversations with business owners in my local community where they've been around for many years and they say it's just getting harder for them. But when they're willing to adapt, that's when it gets fun again. Actually, I had a great conversation or I listened to a conversation with a woman who's been in business in my local community for 12 years in a downtown area. And she said, it is just getting harder and harder. During the pandemic, she started doing live Facebook videos once a week. And she believes that is the only thing that has kept her business alive. And I can fully respect that. And it's really empowering and encouraging, I would say, to see business owners who have been around for 12 years. And to say like, you know, I had to learn something new. I had to try Facebook Live in order to keep my business alive. So if anything, take that forward that you will be able to find something that you can hang on to that will help keep your business moving forward in the future. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you found it helpful. I hope you find it encouraging, not worrisome. I really, I feel like it's kind of exciting to think about, you know, what could a business possibly look like in 10 years? We don't know because we don't know what's going to happen yet. But, you know, some of these foundational things will always be prevalent. So that's it. I will talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the Product Powerhouse podcast. It means so much to me that you take the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. It's my favorite thing to create, and I am so grateful that you've taken the time to listen. If you enjoyed this podcast or you have listened to other episodes and enjoyed those, it would mean the world to me if you could take a minute out of your day to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me get the show out to more people just like you who are out there trying to grow their own product-based business.